A warning. This conversation in part focuses on experience with domestic abuse. This may be hard to hear, but it comes from a place of hope. We'll hear from Beth, who hopes to help others who have been in similar situations, by sharing her story. Thank you. Imagine how kind the world could be if each of us spent a small part of our day actively listening to someone else. In each episode of Active Listening, students from the University of St. Francis share conversation with older adults and discuss life lessons. The project's goal is simple, to bring people together through the kindness of listening. Now we're going to hear from Beth. She was interviewed by Kendra Seifring. Beth is a learner, survivor, and advocate, and in their conversation, Beth talks about how her faith has saved her life. My great-grandmother, or my grandmother, or my great-grandmother, I remember telling me um, they came from Scotland, and they came in through Canada. They were on a stagecoach, and they were coming down to uh, migrate down, and um, they were at a stagecoach stop, and somebody tried to rob them, and her mother pinched her to make her cry, so... They would run away, so that's, yeah, we're Scottish and German, which is a great combination. Oh, if you wow. want stubborn. I grew up on the farm um, until I was about five, and I have this immense problem with my immunity system, so I had so many allergies. We moved from the farm to the lake when I was about five. We lived at the lake until I was about mm, 21, mm-hmm. and I moved into town not far away and then about 1988 uh, I came down to Fort Wayne through the women's shelter and then I established a home and work and and here I am. Mm -hmm. I I, um, retired from ITT where they make radios for the military. How do you think you found who you are? Oh, because I had the crap beat out of me so many times you'd have thought I'd give up. But yeah, yeah, I'm the one. Well, I got to tell you, I'm here not on my own, but by the grace of God, because there are so many times I should have died. I just should have died. When the kids were uh, little and I, we were, we walked everywhere. I was uh, in this fitness thing and of course kids and we're going to be, you know, every day we'd take a, we'd try to take a walk. And, and I'd say, what did you learn today? What did you learn today that you didn't know yesterday? And I, we were going across the highway, and I was, they were not doing whatever they did, and all I heard was just screech, and then these tires. And I turned, and there was a car that I could have reached out and touched just like that. I think he fainted, the guy in the drivers. I, I would have been dead. I should have been dead. You know, and, and I've had some... I've had a machete held to my throat. Um, I never thought I was going to make it through that. The idea of I've had cirrhosis, and that came from, <clears throat> they think it was either medication or um, I was in the lake, mm-hmm. and at that time they dumped a lot of sewage in the lake and mm-hmm. stuff. So um, I had cirrhosis, and they basically told me I was going to die. And uh, and I I remember thinking um, I'm only, I was only 30 years old and I thought what what am I going to leave my children you know what can I don't have anything monetarily the thing that I became aware of 
was the fact that no matter what you have, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Whether you have it or whether you don't have it, what, what I wanted them to know was, and I still tell them that today, I want you to know beyond a doubt in your mind that I love you more than anything. And I always will, you know, whether I'm in this phase of the life or the next phase of life, I will always love you. You will always have someone with you. But, you know, I explained death to them this way. When you are a fetus, you're in a world of your own. And when you're born to this world, it's a, a totally different world. And when we die from this body, we're born into another world. And I can't tell you it's more spiritual world, but I can't tell you what it's exactly like because I haven't been there, mm-hmm. you know. So, Beth, what is one life goal that you would like to fulfill before your time here is done? I, I want to go to school before I die. That's my goal. I don't, I don't think there's an age of not learning. I go to... Thursday nights, they have a program called Mentoring Moms, and um, it's run by Diane Stitzer. It is for women who have been in crisis, are in crisis, and that's just about every woman, I suppose. I have been very involved. It's it's like an alcoholic. You can't tell an alcoholic if you haven't been one how to live. If you've been in that place you know how horribly scared you can be. I don't think anybody realizes how horribly scared you can be, not only for yourself, but for your children. And you, you've brought your children with you into these decisions. And it was like, I never went looking. Um, they always kind of run over me. And I, I think that there is a, an abusive pattern that they like women that are very driven and strong and, you know, it's, I think they uh, attack the self-esteem and I think it's important for women and everyone, children, uh, and that happens to both men and women. And I think it's very important to instill in every child that they're, they're worthy and that they have value and at some point in time, uh, if I'm allowed to live long enough, I would like to be in the groundwork of working with children. And it's not like taking somebody off the street and said, you have good self-esteem, now you, you just have a good day. And, <laughs> and, but to be involved. Uh-huh, connect. Yeah, that all, by all this technology, we can reach almost anybody anywhere on this planet. Why can't we be spiritually connected? Why are we so disconnected? Because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's going around, I feel so empty. I just feel so empty and there's just no purpose in my life or anything. And it's because we disconnect. I do it to ourselves. Yeah, I went through that myself. Uh, Out of survival, I had to disconnect because when you have abusive situations, they feed off of your energy uh, and you have to disconnect. But it's like, it's very hard to, to reconnect uh, or even to trust, and trust is a very fragile thing. You can never, it's like a crystal, you know, if it, it's there to begin with, but once you break it, it'll never be put back again the same. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to figure out a way to mend that. 
to mend your spirit and, and put that back together. And I, I would like to, there's so many children now that are affected by separations and divorces and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I can only imagine how disconnected they feel. What you just heard is part of the Active Listening series, put together as a collaboration between the University of St. Francis and WBOI. Additional conversations can be found online at WBOI.org or wherever WBOI podcasts are found. Faculty advisors for Active Listening are Miles Fulwider, Jane Martin, and Kristen Miller. This program was also made possible thanks to the support of Trina Bodeker from the USF Office for Service and Social Action. Our interviewers are Laura Jansen, Georgia Lieb, Caleb Meyer, Sean Rollins, Jennifer Schenkel, Sage Souter, Miranda Tyler, Kendra Seifring, and Doe Thong. USF Meta students are Nicholas Cardosa, Vaughn Gallagher, Joey Lamping, Ashley Price, Renee Robinson, Tyler Ross, and Jennifer Schenkel. Active Listening's creative director is Larissa Whitaker. Our music is by Noah Campadonico. And thank you for listening. <laughs>